Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the North Fort Worth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Boyd, and I'm here again this week, joined by Pastor Stephen. Pastor Stephen, welcome this week. It's good to be back. Tuesday's come around quickly to yes, for us. It's October 13th, um, the third week of October. It's exciting. October seems to, I feel like after we get through the summer, which is such a busy time, and we move into the fall, and we sort of catch a break, but then things don't ever really slow down. Not things so much, but I, I getting enjoyed the change in temperature this morning. It was like 50 degrees when I stepped yeah. out, but uh, I see that tomorrow we're going to have a high of 91, so it's go a, it's figure, just, uh, and Texas I know weather. The end of the week is supposed to be back in the lows again, too, so yeah. who, who knows? What can we expect? Unpredictable. Um, well, church, uh, we had an awesome weekend, uh, despite uh, some of the power outages that we faced Saturday. Um, we were back in action Sunday morning um, and had to, to do some resetting of things, but uh, if you weren't here um, and you didn't know, Pastor Stephen wasn't here. I um, was not. <laughs> we, we still had church and we still had a great sermon, um, but Pastor Stephen wasn't here. So uh, I know Sunday uh, you were traveling, or not Sunday, I guess, your Saturday you were traveling. No, we but, traveled back Sunday okay, afternoon, perfect. but over the weekend we traveled uh, to Independence, Texas, uh, for a special recognition on my dad's behalf. My dad, D.L. Lowry, is a former pastor at North Fort Worth from, oh, I'm trying to remember, 67 to 77, I think, was the decade that he served here. But the Baptist General Convention of Texas wanted to recognize dad and present him with a Texas Baptist Legacy Award, which uh, was quite, I think, a, a special recognition on their part. I, if I understand what they do every year they'll identify two individuals across the state of texas that have made a a, a meaningful difference in our collective ministry as baptists across the state and they recognize them in a way just to affirm them and celebrate god's work through their life and my dad was was privileged to be honored uh, in that way this past sunday now kind of a funny side to this, we gathered in independence because if you know a little bit about Baptist history in the state of Texas, the first Baptist congregation formed uh, there in 1839, and uh, they have maintained a congregation there from that point forward, wow. which is, this is the oldest Baptist congregation uh, in the state. And that's wild. Um, they want to be able to celebrate legacy by having people gather there at this historical site. Incidentally, this is the congregation, the story's told that uh, Sam Houston, those of you familiar with Texas history, a very notable figure in the formation <laughs> of our state, uh, he was converted and baptized uh, as a result of the ministry there in Independence. And there's a picture, wow. if you'll visit that old church where they have uh, old uh, Sam Houston in the water uh, being baptized by the the Baptist pastor there. So it was it was great. It was a it was a memorable day for for the Lowry family. That's very cool. That's that's awesome to hear. And and I know I've heard countless. Things. I've never met um, your dad, but I've heard through many other great sources and uh, just hearing your transparency and your honesty on how much your dad has meant to you. Um, what stands out to you about your dad and maybe his impact on um, Baptist history, especially in Texas? Like, what, what does his ministry mean to you? Well, you know, that was, I think, what blessed me was to, in a personal way for the leaders across our state, to celebrate uh, God's work through my dad. Now, when I look at him, obviously, I look at him 
not as a Baptist statesman, but always as sure. my dad, uh, and and just who he is as a man. And it did cause me to reflect on on the general character of his life. I mean, what was it that God has been able to do over these decades to allow his influence to be as broad as it has obviously been? Mm. And a couple of things came to my mind, and, and the Lord, I think, encouraged me as I thought through it in terms of my own dad. First, uh, if you, you've said you haven't had a chance to meet my dad, one of the notable things about him is his consistency. He is just so faithful to the Lord day in and day out, faithful to serve and to share and to preach. He, there is just a, a beauty to his consistency that is an inspiration. He shared on Sunday, which of course was October the 11th, he shared that he actually surrendered to the ministry on October the 11th, 1953. Wow. Uh, that's 67 years ago. And I was thinking, and here he's been faithful for 67 years. Now, I, I calculated that, that out. That's 24,472 days. God has uh, been allowed to work in his life, to influence the direction of his life. To, and he has displayed a, a faithfulness to the Lord. Now, I'm not insinuating by that that every single one of those days were lived out without some uh, struggles or disappointments or or failures, but uh, if you look at him and consider the journey that he's had with the Lord, there has been, I think, a notable consistency of faith and devotion. And so I, I think Sunday's award certainly affirmed that, recognized that. Uh, that something else that stood out to me as he was sharing Sunday uh, during the award service uh, he was just talking about all the experiences he's had over the last uh, really five decades across the state of Texas to be a person of influence uh, was his vision uh, beyond himself. He was not sure. a person that was centered on himself, and he didn't allow the congregations where he served to be that self-centered either. That right. um, part of what has driven him, I think, has been a conviction that Christ desires to work through the larger body of Baptists and not just simply through a single congregation. And so part of Sunday's, I think, uh, recognition was the acknowledgement that over these decades, uh, he allowed God to work through his life beyond even his places of service as pastor. He allowed the Lord to work through his vision, his giftedness to, to make a, a real difference. And then one other comment, if I can... Terry on this. Uh, prior to the recognition service, uh, the Lowry's gathered for a private time of sharing. <laughs> uh, my brothers that are also as, serving as pastors were there with us as well. And, and we took the time just to go around the family group to share. Now, how has dad impacted us? I mean, it's one thing for the state of Texas, the convention to say, here's a person of legacy. I think it's something else for family members who know the individual the best to sure. be able to say, now, this is the legacy that I've seen or I've observed. And what stood out to me as we begin to share as a family is, is the difference that my dad has made, at least upon our lives, because of his uh, commitment to pray. Uh, he's a person of consistent uh, heartfelt prayer on behalf of his family and others. 
And I acknowledged to dad, even as we were sharing as a group, that I can't help but believe that I'm the person that I am as a minister because of his diligence week in and week out to pray for me and to pray for my wife and for my children and now for my grandchildren. Uh, there have been several points along the way in my ministry through the years, and again, I'm coming up on 38 years of ministry, mm-hmm. that uh, I have been tempted <laughs> to walk away just because maybe the circumstance was too hard or the challenge uh, beat me down emotionally or just a variety of reasons. There have been points where I've thought to myself, I don't know that I can do this. And yet uh, I think my dad's prayers, along with the prayers of both of my grandmothers through the years, have uh, provided a strength and a help to, to bring me through those those challenging moments along the way. And so as we were just sharing this family, I just wanted to thank my dad for his continuing prayer support. And I would say that to, to those of you that are listening, maybe you say, there's no way I can impact a generation or have a legacy. That's the power of prayer. See, uh, prayers outlive you. Uh, when you really yeah. pray actively for a person, you put into motion the grace of God, the activity of God, in ways that may indeed exceed even your lifespan. And I, I think that will be true in terms of the impact that my dad has made on our family because of his faithfulness and his consistency to pray. And so um, uh, this past weekend was a blessing. I was encouraged to get to share in such a notable weekend. Uh, I know my dad, uh, he doesn't receive these awards feeling like he's a better man than anyone else. Uh, He was very humble in how he responded to everything. But uh, it was was a great weekend. Yeah, I love something that was brought to my attention there that you— so, and it's interesting, we're going to get into this in a, in a moment, but uh, we had Dr. Craig Seals here um, this past weekend, mm-hmm. and he shared a message on spiritual gifts, and we could spend a lot of time talking about spiritual gifts and oh, the, no doubt. The, the individual giftings of so many different people, and, and even even if we want to take it a little bit th- further, the opportunities and maybe the education that people have. And so, I mean, you know, thinking of your dad, maybe, you know, not everyone has access to a, or not everyone even has a calling to uh, pursue a, a deep theological training or to become a pastor and things like that, but prayer is one of the universal spiritual gifts. You, and you is, would hope it. It's a ministry that you don't have to go to seminary right, right. Uh, to, to, to be trained for. However, you do have to find your way, spiritually speaking, to the feet of Jesus. And, yeah. uh, and so I would encourage us all to realize, even if maybe your life hasn't necessarily been characterized by that particular ministry of love, uh, to realize you could start right now yeah. and just to begin to pray for God's grace and God's love and mercy and strength and wisdom to be directed toward the people that you know and people that you love and and you put into motion the the activity of god which is it's just an exciting thing to imagine an interesting you know really cool um illustration that I you know once heard when when talking about people that we look up to people that we love people that uh, we may be enemies with people that we're at odds with if we take all of those people and ourselves and put a, put us in the same category there's just as much of Christ's blood on all of our hands and no matter the rest of that but on the flip side of that prayers are heard 
by the same God, no matter where you are in that in that dynamic. If um, and that that's encouraging to me. I don't know if that's encouraging to anyone else. I just felt like I needed to share that. But, um, but I, guess, I was thrilled that uh, Dr. Seals was able to be with you all Sunday. I, again, Craig and I have had the ability to serve together here at North Fort Worth while he was our student pastor. And as I saw that I would be away, uh, I. Craig came to my mind and heart and invited him to come. He asked, now, can I, can I bring a lesson on spiritual gifts? That it was, I asked him to, to bring a lesson that was fresh on his heart. I just wanted him to, to share with our congregation out of the overflow of what God was doing within his heart. And uh, God impressed on him that this was the lesson. And uh, we watched the service, Debbie and I did Sunday morning, the traditional service at nine online. And we were encouraged. What a uplifting message an uplifting yeah. service just to remind all of us that god desires to make a difference through each and every one of our lives i love the the way that craig captured the the i guess the imagery of how the gifts work Such a good word he uh, he took something from the future in terms of the new creation and he planted it in us in the present so that he can work through us so that we can touch the future yeah. i loved uh, just the the imagery of that and the sense of which God is absolutely wanting to, to do a, a lasting work within each and every one of us if we would just just cooperate. I guess the battle, though, Josh, with some folks is when you start to talk about spiritual gifts, they, they kind of panic because they wonder whether or not uh, they know what their gift is. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And he, he mentioned that Sunday, too. He talked about the, uh, especially, and I don't know if this is a generational thing or not, but I know my generation is huge on this, you know, with, uh, especially there's so many options to take, like, an online test or a survey to see where you're most gifted at. And there's such a, an obsession with finding out what your spiritual gift is, but then there's practically nothing that comes after yeah, that. I'm almost a little almost a little leery of some of the tests. <laughs> no doubt. Because the the problem that I see with some of the tests is we focus on on the gifts rather than the giver. Yeah. And uh, and obviously Paul writes uh, to the church trying to give us a perspective of how God has taken the initiative to prepare us for service through the gifts. But what's fascinating if you study the different passages where Paul provides a list of, of the various gifts. He never describes them the same way. Uh, it's almost as if his goal is not to specify an exhaustive list of possibilities, sure. as much as he's highlighting just the testimony that God wants to work through you. He, by his own spirit, has sought to manifest a work in your life that can make a, a meaningful difference. And so as I come to the, the, the passages about the spiritual gifts, I don't see Paul saying you need to study hard and figure what figure out what your gift is. Rather, what you do is you step back from the passage and, and thank God that he is gifting us and begin then to focus on the yeah. giver. Uh, because, and, and Craig expressed that wonderfully, where really what you want to focus your heart on is, okay, Lord, what are you leading me to do? How are you moving me to respond in love? How can I make a difference where I right. am? And when you begin to focus on God's leading, then you'll discover that God has equipped and empowered you to, to do what needs to be done. Uh, when you focus on the gift, what often results is you're going to uh, become maybe more educated or informed, but less active. You're mm. not doing anything with the gift. Sure. So focus on the leading, and I, I think you'll find that 
your recognition of the gift will come more clearly into focus. Um, I, I loved how we talked about um, Sunday uh, about the, he mentioned uh, the more Pentecostal or chariz- charismatic approach to spiritual gifts. And then the very traditional, you know, almost hard faced, hard nosed uh, approach to spiritual yeah, gifts. Using too. your talents. Uh, yes. Kind and, of the Baptist uh, yeah. approach. What's your talent? You <laughs> yeah. know, that's, that's God's gift. And I, I love that he didn't throw anybody under the bus, but just a, neither one is really biblical. And no. I love the approach that he did there. And it was humorous still. I, and we won't be able to replicate that. No, but, but I can, I can almost imagine Craig walking up to the minister <laughs> and he's about to pray over him and, and, and all he said was, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought, ah, that, that's great. <laughs> but, that but see, that's the deal. If we're not careful, again, we can get so sidetracked and, and begin to focus on the extremes of this or that when really what we want to do every day is maybe just ask an honest question of the Lord. Um, what do you want me to do today? Who can I love? Yeah. How can I serve? How can I impact the life of another person? Uh, remind you of what Paul wrote to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 12, and that's one of the chapters where Paul discusses uh, the gifting. Uh, He says, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. His point being that the purpose of the gift is to enable you to contribute to the larger work and benefit of the body, the church, and beyond that, the work of the church beyond her walls. And so... I think what we should focus in on day by day isn't, do I have the gift of administration or the gift of, of healing? Or I mean, No, you, you, what you want to ask is, Lord, uh, how can I love the person around me? How yeah. can I be a part of what God is doing uh, through the church? Uh, what would you have me to do? Focus on the giver more than the gift, and you'll discover that the gifts will take care of themselves, yep. and he'll be able to accomplish a, a a wonderful work with you and, and through you. It's such a good example of that, a clear example of that, I think, really, is how our church staff functions. And uh, your your giftings are very different from mine, and mm-hmm. mine are very different from Sally's, who works in the office across the hall. And uh, there, there is, there's such a, a difference in how we all approach the vision. Um, but the vision's still the same. <laughs> that, yeah, does, yeah. that doesn't change. And the interpretation really doesn't change either. But how we're going to implement that based on where the Lord has gifted us is going to help us all implement that vision even better. I don't know if that, that's kind of abstract. No, but I think that's true. And I mean, think of it this way. If, if you focus on the giver, it's going to draw us together. Sure. We're going to work through what he leads us to individually to, to do. But if our focus is on the giver, it will bring us together and it will strengthen what we do. If you focus on the gift, it has the tendency to, to make you focus on yourself. Yeah which that in turn might result in you kind of distancing yourself from others, which was the problem in Corinth. Here they were gifted of God, but they actually are allowing uh, his work of grace through them to become the basis of their division, which is an absurdity. Gifts don't share glory well. (laughs) No, no. So again, just focus on the giver. Lord, what do you want me to do? How would you have me to serve? How, How can I love someone today? Uh, And you just, you follow that. I have little doubt that you're going to see the gifts of God at work with you and through you and around you, and and the body of Christ will be the better because of it. Yeah, and and while we're, I guess, on the, we'll just call it a shameless plug, really, um, <laughs> but 
after speaking on spiritual gifts Sunday and then having an emphasis on it, you know, today and kind of talking on how we all can focus on uh, not only the giver, but how how the giver wants to love other people through us and how mm-hmm. we can love others through that, how we can give back to others. And um, just want to remind you, church, of the, the need and not only our church, our community, all around us for um, us to use our gifts, us to serve where we're gifted. And um, I know that we've had several conversations with Sally over the past couple of weeks about the need for people serving in children's ministry. And yes. uh, Pastor uh, Craig Seals talked about that on Sunday as well and how that may not be everyone's gifting. You know, it may not just take a warm body to hold a child. It may take, I know I, I, I would be awful at that. <laughs> I would be awful at serving in children's ministry because my heart is not in that, you know, right. and, um, but there is a real gifting there for others and wherever your gifting is church we want to encourage you to serve and there are so many opportunities wherever you're gifted if it's um within a a media or a tech realm we have a um an outlet for you uh, to bring glory back to the lord in that if it's serving with kids or with students there's an opportunity for that too if um and if you have I, i would say and i went through a season where i was unsure of this too in my life but i think it's also important to encourage others that if you're um, at a point in your life where you say, I don't really know what my gifting is. You know, I, I think it's worth it to have a conversation with uh, maybe Pastor Stephen or myself or someone else on our yeah, on I our church staff. Having and those discussions so are always helpful. helpful yeah. But realize, again, don't focus on the gift. Focus on what the giver is leading you to do. Right. And, and, and then out of that, I think we begin to discern how by his spirit he has equipped us and empowered us to, to maybe focus in some particular area but uh, yeah reach out let's i mean you can even email us at podcast uh, at norfolkworth.com and we'll we can dialogue even further yeah. about gifts this afternoon but uh, the beauty of it is just ask the lord how can i love somebody and allow him to prompt your heart in a way that might move you toward action now here within our church family we have the need for folks to, to love people, whether it's in children's ministry or as Josh mentioned in our, our media uh, area right now, we're trying to do so much online yeah. and, and it involves people committing themselves to assist us in that. Or again, I, we, we had a prayer effort just uh, uh, this past Saturday where a group went out into the neighborhood and began to just pray up and down the street. Uh, following, again, I would say God's lead in their heart. They yeah. wanted to touch a community in prayer. Um, maybe your your heart is just to be an encourager. Though COVID has created obstacles from face-to-face engagement, it doesn't stop us from taking our phone and calling someone. Yeah. I mean, call someone today. As we're talking to you, you're listening to this podcast. Maybe as, as I'm speaking, a face has come to your mind. And and I think God's prompting you. He's trying to encourage you to reach out in love. And and in so doing, I think you're expressing uh, an a- aspect of his activity, his gifting to, to, to touch another life. And so uh, the, the real commitment is just to let the Lord lead you and to move toward whatever he's, he's leading you to do. Mm-hmm. We brought up uh, Pray and Go a, min- a minute ago, and uh, I was able to attend on Saturday 
Um, and uh, that was a great, it was a great event. It was a great emphasis. We went to uh, um, the crossing. Is that what? Yeah, it's the neighborhood the, okay, I was directly across sure I from us. Right. Crossings or crossing. Couldn't remember. But uh, we went Saturday and I think we had uh, eight or ten groups uh, that, that went out and um, we passed out um, some info cards that um, just said we prayed for you and uh, mentioned uh, how important prayer is to our church and we we believe that that God hears our prayer and that God is able to to meet any need or um, uh, meet uh, um, anybody where they are and uh, such a such a cool ministry to be a part of but it was really um, it was easy it was mm-hmm. simple um, the weather cooperated pretty well um, but and uh, I, I think uh, we had at least 50 homes in each group so um, we reached a lot of different people yeah, there and that, if you do the math you're talking about well over 500 homes yeah. that uh, our members walked the street they prayed for you say, well okay what what's God gonna do with that see that's the the beautiful thing he can do a great deal with that sure and uh, our our longing, and certainly in the last few weeks as we've been emphasizing drawing near to God, um, our longing is for God to begin to do things that bring glory to his own name, that he'll begin to do the unexpected, that he'll begin to, to, to affect hearts and lives in ways that we can only say, look, it was the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I am actually expectant out of this past uh, Saturday that we're going to see God do some yeah. some meaningful things and, and I am too and I, the glory I think that's one of the the benefits we'll reap of COVID and I know that those words really don't go in the same sentence together very often but um, this has almost caused um, and will continue to cause uh, almost a fresh start for the way we minister to people the, how our ministries are functioning and I think it's I think the sky's the limit for what the Lord's going to do with uh, things like pray and go events like that, where we have simple, intimate touches with people, and we're... Well, I, I hope so. And with that said, I I would encourage you to be praying for us toward this coming Sunday. Uh, we we need to begin to look at every Sunday with the, with hearts of expectation that yeah. that the Lord wants to affect us inwardly to do a work of grace among us collectively. And, and so please uh, join me even toward this coming Sunday as we are preparing to together for worship at 9 and 11, that we, we approach that time with a deepening sense that God's going to do something today, and I, I don't want to miss out on it. Yeah. I want to be a part of it. It's a good word. We also want to point you to um, our Wednesday night activities. We started those again last Wednesday. I thought that was a success. We it had was a good start. Um, quite a quite a few people watched online and a few people uh, that attended. <laughs> it was it was a good turnout. There though. was and, a, a caution that yeah. <laughs> people have maintained, which we we totally expected, but it was fun. I, I yeah. thought it was a, a good initial uh, go. Uh, we're going to continue to to learn as we. Uh, adapt to this format for a Wednesday yeah. night, but uh, it's different. It's a good different. It's very, it's unique. I, you know, I've never, I don't think I've been a part of a format quite like that, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I know uh, Stewart's going to be leading a couple songs tomorrow night, and I'll be back in the booth running the stream this week. But um, I, th- I thought it was a great tournament. Uh, I really I did. Was I was pleased. Yeah. I was pleased. Now, I've had a person ask uh, when the, the background uh, picture changed, <laughs> those of you that watched, we had the picture of a our graphic protected uh, on a screen behind me. And then uh, about 
20 minutes in, it, it switched out on us, and <laughs> you had my screensaver, which people were, what, what, what was that? It's actually just the picture of a camping scene. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the series, but, uh, you know, you never know what Protected you're going to see on a Wednesday you know, night. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, it was, uh, what's so funny, is we had issues with that TV the week before, and I thought I had troubleshooted everything that I could with it, and it still had an issue, but... Um, We'll see. Maybe that means we just need to find a new TV. But um, be sure to check out our Wednesday night activities. Um, children's uh, worship and activities are going on at the same time, and they're yes. actually going through a similar study. They are. Along with the armor of God. So don't miss out on that. That's 6.30 to 7.30. 6.30, yes. 6.30, 7.30, Wednesday nights. Students will be meeting back soon on Wednesday nights as well, but they're meeting back currently on Sundays. Um, and uh, worship care is on Sundays as well for our children and their activities and um, 9 and 11 o'clock um, our worship gatherings on Sundays and uh, so many things uh, happening uh, I know we mentioned this past week um, David was telling us that all of our life groups that are able, that are physically able um, to that it's safe for them to meet right. back on campus right 100% which that's, is big news that's, that's a, a huge step that for is us. a big deal that all of our life groups are meeting back on campus and not only that it doesn't stop there we're launching two new life groups this Sunday and that's what's exciting <laughs> that's, that's great Even <laughs> with the restrictions we're still looking at expanding and and I praise the Lord for that yeah but we do know that COVID is still um, a huge factor in the way that we do things and so that's why we um, have shifted our fall fest trunk or treat emphasis this year to a drive-through trunk or treat it's our first ever um, event like that maybe the first ever um, event like that yeah. maybe but, anybody's first event and but. our desire through this effort just again to remind us all it's just to express love to our community uh, to express love to our our families within the church we know COVID's impacting almost every facet of life yeah. and we wanted for about a, an hour five to six on october 31st just to in a loving way to say we care about you here let us bless you yeah it'll be a really great event and uh we, we want you to be a part of it whether that's uh by giving candy or volunteering to help pass out candy or uh, maybe you want to decorate a trunk or maybe your life group wants to decorate a couple trunks or you want to do a themed or whatever you're thinking uh, be sure to shoot uh, sally an email sally cook at northfortworth.com uh, shoot her an email on how you'd like to participate or how your life group would like to participate participate um, and we'd love to have you involved there that's 5 to 6 p.m october 31st saturday october 31st um, it'll be a great event uh, but church lots going on uh, new life groups all the life groups are back on campus uh, be looking for ways to plug in and ways to serve and use your giftings we'll uh, we're looking forward to seeing you back uh, tomorrow night and then again on sunday for our worship gatherings have a great week